You're now tuned in to Red Sea Radio, Fairfield University's only student-run podcast that brings you the best coverage of Stag sports. The show is hosted by Kyle Majewitz and Jack Sarasulo, two seniors at Fairfield University. On today's episode, the boys discuss Fairfield basketball's previous four games. They also debate where they would like Fairfield to end up in the MAC championship bracket. They also discuss Fairfield's standalone game and debate how it stood up against the ESPNU game. From there, they even offer up an idea of how the MAC can gain its viewership. Finally, they look ahead to this week as the Stags play their final regular season games and their final game in Webster Bank Arena. Here's your hosts, Kyle Majewitz and Jack Sarasulo. Live from Lower BCC, this is Red Sea Radio. We're back again another week talking Fairfield University sports on WVUF 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Kyle Majewitz, along with Jack Sarasulo. Another week, Jack. How we doing? Good. Good. Nice to see a couple go through the net. Today. You know, a couple uh, days ago or a, couple, or a week ago, you know, things weren't looking too good. We had three consecutive losses. And we did our interview with Zach Dayton. I think that was a good time to do it because it uh it gave us some time to not talk about it to not talk about <laughs> it to not think about it yeah i think I think that was good because last week's episode, if it was just us on here, we would have been a little angry, yeah. a little upset, probably wouldn't have been the best episode, but uh last week's episode went really well. I thought a lot of good feedback from people that listened to it, so uh and I had a good time doing it, so thanks again to Zach for coming on the show. Today we're going to catch up a little bit on what we missed, Fairfield basketball-wise, and what happened this week. Uh, but to start the show, let's take a little look at baseball and what they've been doing as we, uh, you know, get ready to almost transition into them. We only got like two more episodes of doing basketball, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, what the MAC tournaments? What the eighth to the eleventh? Yeah, and so, then and then we go on spring break, break so we won't have an episode until the couple weeks after. Yeah, by the time we do that episode after spring break. There will be no Fairfield basketball. Even yeah. if they make the tournament. Even if they tournament, they'll, I mean, let's. The only way that they would still be there is if they, if they won. <laughs> deep and, runs. Yeah, they won like March Madness games. Yeah, so. They have to make it to the, past the second weekend. Or past, past the first weekend. Yeah, so. <laughs> we really have like two more episodes, Fairfield basketball focused before their season ends. So let's take a look at baseball, right? So we knew that they started off 2 and 1, you know, won the series against Elon. I think we briefly mentioned that last week. So this week they played Kennesaw State in a uh, three-game series. They unfortunately got swept in that series, but they didn't play all too bad. The first two games they lost six to five and four to three, making comebacks in both of those games. I think the second game was tied in the last inning or going into the eighth. I think it was tied, so not all too bad. The third game they lost nine one, so that's not great. But you know, this isn't last year. They're not playing. You know, all all conference. And uh, they're playing some good teams. Southern baseball is pretty good. You know, the South has some pretty good college baseball teams. And uh, I think it'll be good for their experience. Like I said, you know, they really only got blown out once in the you know first six games. So I think it'll be a good experience for them. And this weekend, Fairfield Baseball will be playing a three-game series against St. Joe's in Philly. Uh, so we'll see how that happens uh, March 4th, March 5th, March 6th. Not sure if that'll be televised. It doesn't say so on here. I know this past weekend the games were on YouTube, so I don't know. We'll keep up uh, with the scores and we'll uh, discuss that next week as we get ever so closer to some more important things like the invitationals and different things they're going to there. 
Still a long way away from actual back baseball. It doesn't start till March 25th. Yeah, I like so. it. Warm out a little bit up here. Yeah, exactly. It's still cold around here. Just had a snow day on Friday, so still not, you know, time for Mac baseball yet. But just wanted to keep you guys updated on that as we kind of talk more about them as their season progresses. So let's talk about Fairfield basketball. So the first game I want to talk about, right? So we missed Manhattan, St. Peter's, Iona, and Manhattan. First one I want to talk about is St. Peter's. So this was the ESPNU game. You know, you guys were there getting rowdy in the stands. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Uh, Shout out to our friend Justin from News 12 for putting you guys on the news. Yeah, he puts on the news. Sipping your uh, Truly (laughs) deal, drink deals uh, on the news. So that was pretty funny. I was, uh, you know, I know you guys got a kick out of that screenshot um, from the news. So that was pretty cool. But, you know, overall, you know, decent crowd. A A lot of our friends were there. Yeah, we, we, we packed as much as we could to an yeah. extent. For our, our poll, you know, mm-hmm. we got, we probably had like, I don't know, 20, we were probably... 20 deep? 20 or Between so all the people we knew personally, probably yeah. 20 deep. So we did our best in trying to get students there, but, you know, we could only do so much. But still, um, the game itself, classic Fairfield game where they, they were in it, they had a chance to, you know make a run and take the lead, and it never really happened. So Indefo scored 16 on that night to carry St. Peter's over Fairfield, 70-59. to 59. This is another one of those games where the score's a little uglier than the actual game Yeah, I mean, they was. were close for the majority. Of the first half especially, they were, like, most definitely in it. Yeah, even if you look at the game flow on ESPN, first half especially, but most of the game, very close, and then you know at the end, I mean, yeah, it was like broke off. I would say it was almost specifically a five-point game for probably sixty yeah. percent of the game. I think between five and right at the end, I think Edder seven and five points. I think Edder had like a dagger three, like at the end, and then it just got to the point where started fouling. You're trying to catch up, so yeah, doesn't really reflect the overall way the game went but still it's a little disappointing to you know lose to St. Peter's on you know national TV in your home when you got a lot more people students wise that probably have never been to a game before we talked about our friends a lot of them I think have never been to a game before maybe we've been to one game before Mm -hmm. and they really enjoyed it but I think you know obviously would have enjoyed it more if we won and uh, we had the fat heads out there the signs and everything so you know, and it was a little disappointing. We plan we plan on going again Thursday. You guys are going? We plan on it. I'll be working. Thursday's doubleheader. Thursday's my senior day. <laughs> as, a, as an employee. <laughs> as an employee, your, your final. My senior day. I'm, I'll be upset. I'm going to be sad not working Fairfield basketball anymore. Yeah, I'll be there. Hopefully you guys go. And that's a really important game. We'll talk about that later on in the show. For this one, you know, you had Supreme Cook leading the way with 12 points. You had Caleb in there with 11, Taj with 11, who Taj has been on the up recently, which is which is good, and we'll yeah. talk about that more as we get into the more recent games. But anything that stood out to you here, I know Jake had a poor night. Cruz didn't score on this night. And specifically the St. Peter's game? Yeah. It, it was, um, uh, I mean, I kind of was surprised by, like, how little Cook kind of, Cook performed. I, I mean, obviously he had a ton of free throws. I mean, he was getting the line a lot, but like, just in terms of like dominance, like usually, I don't know, 
times we usually see him be dominant in the paint, like finishing like AM ones and stuff, and it kind of didn't really happen this game. And I don't know, that was kind of what I just took. And I also took away that he did really great at the line, surprisingly. Yeah, he's been improving. I think, I think they talked about that on the Open Court podcast about he's, you know, improved his uh, free throw shooting. Oh, and I forgot. I completely forgot. J- Jalen Leach also played very well this game. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up. He had 10 points in this one. A lot of minutes, too. I'm not sure if we missed something, but he, you know, he didn't play on Sunday, so it's weird to, you know, he played really well in this one. You know, he played decent in the games that followed, and then he didn't play at all on Sunday. And, like, it's interesting because, like, it seems like TJ and Jalen are, like, kind of like a package deal. It's like kind of when one, when both are playing, they both play better rather than one or the other. Well, was this the game where you were telling me that you, I think you might have been texting me, that something about them playing together, like you were enjoying seeing them. No, that was that was a Quinnipiac game a couple weeks ago. I think. Oh, okay. I think that was the first time I noticed it that they they come in the sub in like, uh, like a Woj and Caleb at the same time or Woj and Crew. I forget who they exactly usually come in for, but the two of them are usually on the court at the same time. Yeah, and he played well in this one, two for four from three. You know, ten points, like I said. So, I think those are the takeaways. Obviously, in Defo, really. Uh, hurt us in this one uh i thought edert played pretty well as well he had that uh four point play early he had a dagger three late those might have been his two three i thought uh where is he the guard might have been banks banks played well as well he's been there for a while i'm pretty sure yeah so obviously st peter's is you know one of the best teams in the league i think they just wrapped up or they just clinched the first round by they're in third place right now. So, you know, I think we were – were we underdogs going into this one? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think you can check. Um, yeah. Oh, no, we were one-point favorites, actually. That's interesting. That is interesting. I thought – I, I guess, guess they value the home. Yeah, they value home court advantage. I know, I know they do in, like, the bigger games, but I didn't know based on – But overall, I was just hoping that we would have a better performance for, like, a, a game that was hyped up so much for being, like, on national TV and everything. And uh, it just didn't work out that way. And this was kind of the beginning of a tough stretch, stretch for – or I guess Manhattan was the beginning. We didn't talk about that. The standalone I wanna, game. Yeah, I want to group those two together, the two Manhattan games. But this was a continuation of a, a poor stretch. And we knew that if we didn't win that Manhattan game – It was going to be tough to win either of the – Next two, yeah. Like we 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 said one and two, hopefully two and one, hopeful thinking two and one. And then we wound up going oh, oh and three. three. So that's kind of how it went down. Let's go on to the Iona game. You know, there's not a whole lot to first really... half wasn't too bad. I guess yeah, that's right. First half well, was it tied or were we, were we winning? Was it? It was we were winning. Like they, or no? Oh no, they they, they were down yeah. down two. I think, but they were they were winning with like a like twenty. Like it was like. They were had the upper hand from a lot of that first half. Yeah, they played really well in the first half. They were uh, defending well. They were scoring. And then everything just shut off in the second half. And uh, for them, I mean, Nelly Jr. Joseph uh, had 15 points, 10 rebounds. They got to the point in the second half where you couldn't even, I mean, they, they were got dunking. They got offensive rebounds every single possession at one point yeah. in the second half. It got... I mean, it, it literally got so unwatchable that me and you were just like... We stopped I, watching. Yeah, I'm done with this. I I put it on for the rest of the time, but I was like, 
I wasn't really paying attention because it, it was just so brutal. I think this was probably our worst game of the season by far, even compared to like, yeah, like the the Maris loss. I don't know. Cause, I just think this is the worst. I team mean, that like they just didn't even look. The second half was really bad. The second half. the second half was really bad, especially because the first half ended so well, and that you kind of start second half on such a poor run. It's like you just like take yourself out of it. And like, I I don't could be as good as you want. Like a twenty zero run is like should not be happening at yeah, any point in college basketball. Yeah, I don't care how good the other team yeah. is. You know, it's just like so disheartening. And then I think like even a twenty zero run, it's almost like a product of them almost like giving up during yeah, that run. Right, yeah, I mean, like it's bad probably... at like eight zero. It's bad at ten zero. And then like it's almost like you just give up or you're not you know fully into it your heart's not fully into it to give up a 20-0 run it almost like shows a lack of care and also it's like you've shown that you can play like up to these guys level before in the same season like not like what, a month ago two months ago at this point december so it's like it's not like it's like a unbeatable task like you were beating these guys by double digits with four minutes without left in the game Mido. without mido yeah yeah without jalen no one really stepped up in that second half. I guess you could say that maybe not the worst game, but probably the worst half yeah, that we've I seen by that. them by far in in any game this season. Second half, it was really brutal, unwatchable, and I just think uh, all Fairfield fans were probably so frustrated after this game. Like, I know I was. I was so frustrated. I was like, I literally thought, I was like, I don't even really want to get on the show and, and talk about this game this week. Luckily, we had the interview. Because, like, it's just Delayed depressing. It. <laughs> it, was, it was a really depressing game. Like, it really was. Like, it made me think, like, like are we really this bad? Yeah, you know? I like, mean, and it's like, they're not, which is, like, the more annoying thing. Yeah, but all season, it's like you have all these close losses, right? And even, you know, two days prior, you lose to St. Peter's, but you were in it right till the end. Yeah. And you keep telling yourself, and it kind of is similar to what we've talked about before, but you keep telling yourself, oh, we're in it, we're in it, you know, we're not that bad, we're keeping close with all these teams, you know, a couple different bounces here and there, we could have won that game, you know, next time we see them, we'll be fine. But then you have a loss like this, on top of all those other losses, it just made me, like, feel like, wow, are we really this bad? Are we really one of the worst teams this year in the MAC? Like, is this... You yeah, know, our fate is just going to be first round exit or something like that in the MAC, and uh, yeah, definitely had to just shut this one off with a couple minutes left and just try to get your mind <laughs> off of it. Luckily, we had a long weekend that weekend, so I guess some time to get rid of our anger over that game. But yeah, I feel like there's not much positive to take out of that game. I mean, Supreme Cook had 11 points, 10 rebounds, double double. Um, he's been one of the few constants this season I guess playing well but other than that I mean Taj had an okay game Caleb okay but you know I wouldn't say necessarily anyone had that great of a game me either there's really not much I mean, to Supreme take away from that it's okay I guess you'll call it but I mean like with how poorly they rebounded on the on the defensive end like you can't even necessarily give Supreme his credit yeah because they still allowed you know, Nelly I mean, to pretty much they gave up eleven offensive rebounds. I mean, they had more, but like 
it just seemed like they all happened in that one. Like the reason that whole run happened was just because it was offensive rebound after offensive rebound. It's tough. I mean, obviously the best team in the league and stuff, but you know going into, I mean, literally next week, if you want to, you know, win this thing, if you want to go to the tournament. You have to beat them. You got to beat them, yeah. you know, or someone has to beat them. But, you know, for the most part, that could be a team you see at some point and, you know, whatever we lost by nearly 20 point loss is not very encouraging going into this final stretch so we'll wrap up that Iona game really just not uh much you want to talk about there so let's look at Manhattan right so Manhattan's a pesky school with a pesky coach that we don't like very much and you know during our time here we've played Manhattan in the first round every single year freshman year we lost sophomore year even though the tournament didn't finish we, we still we lost, played to them. And lost yeah we still lost to them and then last year we had that triumphant win and you know sparked our run so i think going into the second manhattan game we were actually still on pace to play them in the first round of the mac now things have shaken up since we beat them and since a but lot I mean, of other things happened pretty tight but it's still a very tight race. Yeah. I mean, if we want to look at the max standings. It's like everyone's tied. <laughs> yeah, so right now, you know, you got Iona in first. You got Siena in second. I mean, the top five seeds are basically Well, the fifth is chopped. not. I, yeah, but in, in terms of, like, five is pretty close. I mean, what, they have to win one game to clinch the five seed? Marist? Yeah, we're still alive, though. We don't want to give up hope. I mean, just the fact that we're still alive for a bye in the first round going into this week I mean, if is you look at If you look cool. at their record and their comments record, they're – Basically on pace, they're they're basically playing slightly better than they were at the end of last year, in terms of like overall year. Yeah, it's just a little frustrating, I guess. If but it's you like look a different standings. It's right? like a different type of seven and eleven. Yeah, so you got Siena in second, St. Peter's in third. They're tied record wise, but they got that pretty much locked up. Monmouth in fourth. So those four teams are pretty much locked in. And then five, you got Marist at nine and nine, and then six, seven, eight, nine, and ten all have a seven and eleven record. Quinnipiac, us, Ryder, Niagara, Manhattan. Finally, Canisius is in 11th at 5-3, and three, and they're the only team fully eliminated from getting a um, first-round bye. But if you look at all these standings, you know, it's a little frustrating knowing how much better this team could have been. Like, it really couldn't – it shouldn't have been – we sh- I really we shouldn't be in this position that we're in right now. Like if you look at like, and if we played a little bit better, we had a couple swapped a couple games. Like yeah, a couple Mammoth bank shot three doesn't go in. It's like you'd be looking like a lot more. Well, that's things the, be looking a lot more up. If we played a little bit better, we could have easily been fifth. We could have been fourth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a team like Siena's in second right now. Like they really have no business being up there. I mean. Props to them for what they've done and all, but they're in a rebuild year and they're in second place in the MAC. And you know we returned all our guys from the MAC championship game, and you know we're tied for whatever sixth. So it's frustrating because if they played a little bit better, since everyone else kind of has you know yeah similar records, they could have been easily in that position. But I guess at the end of the day, all those other teams can probably say the same thing. Everyone's had close losses, so. You know, I guess it doesn't really make any sense to to complain about, but it is interesting to look at, and that does make this week's game against Ryder very important, and it also just makes the last two games in general. I mean, very important. I mean, it's high, it's unlikely, but like, there's still a chance. You need a couple things to go your way, but 
and even if we don't get fifth, you still want to get a higher seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if we don't get the box. Because, I mean, you'd rather play Ryder or Caduceus instead of, what, Quinnipiac or Manhattan. Like, Manha- I think Manhattan would be like a, a very poor draw for them. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I would agree because I, I mean, it depends. It's like I think we played really well against Manhattan Sunday, but then not the other game. And I guess we can get into that right now because that's the next point of our thing. But kind of what you're saying, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can be in sixth, seventh, eighth. I mean, ninth, it's all tenth. it's all preference. It's like any any person could think differently, but like personally, like I would be pulling to try and play like a a rider or Canisius rather than like a Manhattan or a Quinnipiac. Yeah, and it also affects where you are in the overall bracket too. Yeah, it's so true. true. It affects up in yeah, Iona's yeah. side. Or you don't, you don't want to you don't want to be on Iona's side. Where I mean, but to be fair, being higher up would actually put you on Iona's side. So it's like, would you rather play a harder team in the first round, like a easier team in the next round, banking on a few of you winning? Because like, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. So what what would you what would you actually say about that? Like, what would you rather have? Like, would I rather play like? Like Manhattan and then Peters or, well, right now Manhattan's in tenth, but we don't really know how it's gonna. Not Manhattan, I meant or whatever. But would I rather play like a Manhattan team in the first round than and then say Peters like say after Quinnipiac, for example, right? Because they're right now they're yeah, in yeah, sixth. Yeah. Say, would you rather play like a Quinnipiac who beat us twice in the first round, but then you play like a what St. Peters, Peters or Siena in the second round, or Iowa. or play like a Canisius or like a. Canisius or like Ryder in the first game, and then you have to play Iona. Like the thing, the weird thing is, it's like you're gonna have to play Iona at some point, so it's like you might as well get it over with early. I don't know. It's like it depends. It's like kind of all like point of view. It's like like glass half full, glass. I don't even know. Because it's like it's like oh, it's like oh, I don't want to face Iona yet, but it's like at some point you're gonna have to play them, so you might as well. I don't know. Get it done early. Get it I would. I would go the other way. I would say, all those teams that we're tied with right now, in my opinion, even the teams that beat us twice, I don't think any of them are better than us. I think we're on no, a level playing field as all of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Maris is like that much better than them either. It's. Like, I don't even think Siena blew me away ever either. I would say Iona and St. Peter's and, and Monmouth. Monmouth. But Monmouth, they match up well with Monmouth as you've seen. Like they played them yeah. close both times. So what I'm saying is I would rather play uh, whatever you would consider a better team in that first round, whether it be Quinnipiac or whether it be uh, Manhattan Manhattan or, like, I don't know, Niagara or something, whatever. I'd rather play the harder team in the first round and then get Siena or St. Peter's. I mean, to be Monmouth fair, to be round. fair, by the end of this, these, these two games that everyone has left, it could be, like, you're playing Manhattan to go on the play. Like, if Manhattan is a bad end of the year and Fairville is a good end of the year, they could be playing Niagara, but be playing them to play Iona anyway. It's true. Plus, like, plus like, Siena, St. Peter's, and Monmouth are all very close. Or St. Peter's. Yeah, St. Like, Peter's and Siena, they could flip-flop. The seating is, is so easy, so soon to flip-flop that you can't even, like, bank on, like, certain team being on certain side of the bracket yet because it's, like, outside Iona, no one really knows where they're going to end up. But my point is I do think Iona is actually beatable. No, I, I I really do think so. They played and tight games a lot of teams too, like recently. I would personally, I would personally take my odds of playing them as late as I can because I do think there are several teams out there that can beat them. Are oh, you saying someone night. else? I'm saying can beat I them. think someone else can take them out. I really do. I don't know if we can beat them head to head because 
you know, the first game was like Jake dropped like eight threes, and then the second game we got blown out. I don't really know how we'd match up with them head-to-head, but I do think there's several other teams in the MAC that can take them out. And I would love to, if the path ends up right for us, not have to play them until, like, the championship. I think the thing thing with Iona, it's like, if if you're trying to beat them, you need, like, a guy that can, like, get his shot at any point in the game against, like, any any competition like that's why like a team like St. Peter's I think could do it Monmouth could do it I think even Manhattan could do it I think Niagara could do it like I think I mean even Ryder was teams just with, close with them the teams with day. like those I mean like teams with like those top top players in the MAC yeah can score. do it yeah top scores like I think the teams with those players can do it like in Defo a Pappas like those kind of guys a lot of people a lot of teams have like taken them close you know down the stretch recently too like Ryder just did the other day yeah no and it's different compared to like the earlier games in the season like when Mac when they were open they were blowing out every team they played but between like like especially uh Monmouth I think could do it but I mean they're going to be on opposite sides of the bracket most likely actually no they'd be on the same side because they'd most likely are going to be four and five them and Marist by reading that wrong wait let me look at the last year's or a past year's bracket see what how it shakes out you know but to my point i mean iona they just beat Ryder by six on sunday on friday they only beat canisius by uh seven you know what i mean and these are bottom of the barrel teams too canisius and Ryder. those aren't even good teams obviously they beat us but i mean they only beat st peter's by nine they beat monmouth by eight and uh sienna beat them you know niagara beat them so their recent stretch, like, even they only beat Canisius by eight the first time, too. Yeah. They haven't been dominating as much as they did in the first half of the season. I would love to take, you know, my chances at someone else beating them and me being on the opposite side of the bracket. Yeah, now, Monmouth will most likely be on the same side of the bracket as Iona, based on what I'm looking at. But they would just play, they wouldn't play until the semifinals if they were to play. So, like, your your ideal scenario would be, like, Fairfield being like the seven or six seed, and being on like the St. Peter's St. Sienna side of the bracket, while Monmouth and I'm gonna battle it out like the semifinals. Yeah, that would be my ideal side of the bracket. I think St. Peter's is tough, but I think we can beat them. I think yeah, and I, I think, think St. Sienna. I think we can definitely beat. The thing Sienna. is with St. Pete, like the other teams at the top, it's like they're not like overpowering. If they're good teams, obviously, because like they they're better. Like they're probably better than Fairfield, but like. They're not so overpowering to the fact that, like, it's impossible for them to even, like, think about beating them. Or where they have the capability uh, to capability go to, on a yeah. run that just completely takes you out of the game. Like, St. Peter's doesn't have, like, the offensive firepower to just go on, like, a 20 0 run. I mean, they have, like, good shooters and stuff, but, like, in terms of offensive ability. And even the other day, it was close. I'm not sure if it was for Canisius or Ryder against Iona. One of those teams were playing Iona, and it was like a, you know, they got it down to, like, a three point game. And then within, like, seconds, it was back up to, like, 8 or 11. I mean, that's, that's like what that. happened with them the first time Fairfield played. I, I don't know. They were up 10 with four minutes left. You thought you were looking good, and then a 10-0 run in, what, yeah. 45 seconds or whatever the it was? The ability to put so many points on the board, have that such intensity in such a quick fashion, is what makes them so scary. And that's why, you know, I would say I would, it's like, like, and I also, would rather be on the opposite Also, side. Jay Young's like, I mean, when you're playing, like, a better team, obviously, like, it's like a battle of attrition for them, the way like Jay Young described it, where like it's like kind of like a rock fight. Because like I mean, look at the Mammoth games; they kept both games like extremely Close. low scoring. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, like, yeah. Like, you're not keeping Iona down to, like, 60 points. Yeah. Like, it's highly unlikely. Yeah, you're so, saying even if you limit the possessions. Like, you're like they're going to score enough. To, like, you can limit possessions against St. Peter's and Monmouth and then pray that your offense shows up enough to kind of Compete. push you over the edge. But, like, you're not doing that against Iona. So, yeah, we'll see how it all shakes up this weekend. But that's my consensus. I would rather be on the opposite side and take my chances that someone else in the field beats them. We'll do a MAC preview next week. Because all the games will be over by that point, right? Yeah. We'll do it because it starts, I think it starts Eighth. next Tuesday. Yeah. So our show, it'll be cool. Our show will line up right before. And or it might play, even be. They, I was going to say, they might play those during the, they might be playing as we have our show. Yeah. If that happens, maybe we'll do it on like a lot, a Monday or show. something. <laughs> or maybe we'll do it like on like a Monday yeah. or something. We'll figure it out. But we'll make sure we'll get a show out before it starts. We'll do our bracket and everything. We'll do our Fairfield bracket, and then we'll do our realistic yeah, bracket. Yeah, our, our fair, yeah. Or how fair was going to win bracket and our... I think it's going to be interesting, something to look forward to for next week for those listening. I would love to have a conversation, but I'll save it for next week, about would you rather take Iona or the field? It's, it's honestly, like... If you were to put a line on it or something, like yeah, it's not going to be like overwhelming. They couldn't. They I wouldn't imagine I would be like an overwhelming favorite in that. They I mean, pro- they, they might be, be favorite. They might be favorite, but like not overwhelming to like. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Let's I think just that say could be interesting. Though. It wouldn't be surprising if I didn't make it out of the MAC. Yeah, I wouldn't be. At the beginning of the year, it would. I wouldn't be super. I wouldn't be like stunned. Either. And I would be interested to see like I haven't seen them on any like bubble sheets, but like I, uh, it'd be interesting to see like if they were to lose, like what would like. Their How resume far look, down would they yeah, be? Yeah, like what would their resume look like in terms of like, I don't think they would make it on the bubble. No, at this point, they wouldn't make it. But like, it would just be interesting to like... See how far, like where they landed. Yeah, like if they were like, again... Like if they know. were like kind of close or if they were like Because I think really like, far out. like ESPN knows like Lenardi or whatever, the bracketologist people, like they would have to bring them up at some point. Yeah, I mean they have five losses now, so it's a little more... Mm, I th- but then I, you also have like an Al- a win over Alabama, it's like, I don't know. Might not be enough, but yeah, I don't think they would get in. But I think it would be interesting to see where they fell, yeah. like in the overall, like how far out they were. Were they like twenty teams out? Were they ten teams out? Like what? Mm-hmm. You know. So let's just talk about the Manhattan games, right? So we had the standalone game we mentioned. We talked about it with Zach a little bit. Um, I don't think we didn't. You didn't say it to Zach, but like basically what you're alluding is like so many eyes were on this game because it's a standalone game because of sports betting for yeah. the most part. Like, people were – if you go on Twitter, that's, like, mainly the reason we knew that it was such a big game at the eyes of the people. It's because so many people were tweeting about betting on the game for the most part, and that's why it had, like, a yeah, huge I mean, audience. I got – I was in class. I was scrolling through Twitter, and, like, the people that I follow, just, like, partial people, like, random just, like, Twitter personalities were just, like, taking whatever random bet they could on that game just because – it was a Wednesday afternoon game, which is like highly unique, I guess, in this yeah. like college basketball at this point in the and, year. And like we said, there's no other college basketball game going on at that time. And so. it, was, it was also interesting to see like how like because like there were like some like professional like sports betting cappers that know like every team and like every how good every team is, and like what their opinions are were on like different teams. Like they're taking the under. Like oh, these teams can't make shots. Like they're taking the under. Like kind of that level of knowledge. Yeah, and you feel like you feel like. Although they're whatever, like prof- professionals, or whatever, you still feel like you know the well, team I mean, better because we quote watch on, quote unquote professionals. They yeah, because you. I mean, you they also, have a Twitter account. That there's no follow. way that those people <laughs> are watching like Fairfield games. Yeah, maybe no. they'll watch one. Um, they'll watch like I, they'll probably watch like Iona 
place sometimes because it's like yeah, there's no way they watched every team in the MAC. So it's interesting, but I think that was an interesting thing to see is that the standalone game probably brought so many eyes. I would say like more so than the ESPNU game. I was gonna say I would be interested to see the numbers difference between the ESPNU game and the standalone game. <laughs> it's just crazy to think that this is a Friday night game on versus ESPNU Wednesday versus a Wednesday afternoon on like ESPN Plus or wherever it was. It on. sounds crazy, but I would. I, <coughs> I'd be I'd be very curious. Like, yeah, I don't know if I would take the standalone game, but I would think it'd be very close because ESPNU. First of all, it's not. It's not like a top. top like not. Everyone knows what channel ESPNU is on yeah. the TV. Like ESPNU, they might. I don't always like go there. If I don't, if I don't see anything I mean? on ESPN, ESPN two, I'm not just being like, oh, there must be something on ESPNU I can watch. That's the first factor, right? The second factor is there were probably better games on ESPN yeah, Friday at the time night. or on Fox. There had to been something like Big East or something had to be on yeah, Friday night. There had to be a better game that people were, you know, if you were just a, a neutral scrolling and you saw, you know, Fairfield St. Peter's or you saw like Duke, like something like that. You're obviously going to choose the or better game. Not even like Duke's on it. It's like even it's like a bottom of the barrel, like AAC, like American Conference, like Memphis and somebody. Like it's still it's like it's like higher. you can take like give me any duo of teams that isn't the back. Like someone's probably going to pick that over. Yeah, so that that's, Friday night. That's one of the factors too that I think would probably even though it's on national TV would still maybe make it lower. And the other thing is, you know, a lot of people now don't have. Cable. cable. I mean, it's going to be on the ESPN app no matter what. Yeah, but... But, like, it doesn't... Like, being on ESPNU versus being on... Doesn't really change ES- on the app. Being on ESPN3, it just... The only thing that changes is the announcers and, like, the amount of, like, cameras, I, think, I guess, or whatever. I think on the app, it would be a little bit more Further up. towards the front. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like, what do you... what else, On the broadcast itself, what else do you get outside of, like, the ESPNU banner? You get, like, new announcers and, like... The crew is better I guess the or whatever. crew, yeah, crew like, call more cameras. But the thing is, like, on the app, like we were just saying, even if it's toward the front, if you're just scrolling, you just see the logos. You, you see Fairfield Manhattan, and, you know, they might not even know what those logos are. I mean, sometimes, like, pass by. college softballs on the front of the app, and it's like you're not going to just click on that that's on the front of the app. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, it would be interesting to see the numbers between the standalone and the ESPNU game because – the standalone, like anybody who's interested in like betting on the sport or whatever, were tuned into that game, yeah. and it was on ESPN three, I think. So, so you still had accessible to non ESPN plus people being able to watch it. Yeah, but then you still have you know a bunch of people at work and stuff like that yeah. that couldn't watch. So and you also lose a lot of the Fairfield base, like yeah, just in general people, like, the people mean, in class. You were in class, yeah, I was right? In class. So. It's. Uh, I mean, we were in class during the start of it. We couldn't start watching until, like, midway through the first half. So it is probably still sides with ESPNU, but I just think it's probably be closer than you'd think. It'd be interesting to, like, see if, like... Like, I mean, like, it's the same thing with, like, you know, like, Mac football. Like, they do, like, like the MAC Mac football. They do, like, midweek, midnight, like, or midweek night games, like, during the season for football season. And, like, the amount of people that watch Mac football... Oh, yeah, it's huge on, like, on Tuesday Twitter. nights... Like, it's, like, a whole, like, subgenre of, like, Twitter. It's, like, almost like a meme joke But, like, kind of everyone thing, loves but, watching it. Yeah, but... And it's not even good football. It's, like, it's like I would honestly give it, like, equivalent to, like, Mac basketball, like M-A-A-C, Mac, ba- like, Fairfield Max basketball in terms of, like, skill level. It's not uh, FBS, right? No, it is FBS, but oh, it's, like, it bottom, like, it's, like, it's, like, probably, I said equivalent to, like, Mac basketball in terms of, like, talent. Okay. yeah. But, like, 
people love that and watch it every Tuesday night just because nothing else is on. So like, yeah, I know like Barstool is big on that. They like right? go to the games and stuff because it's like such a big deal. And, they, like, and it's like Toledo. And yeah, it's like, like Toledo that, and right? Northern Illinois and like. So, yeah, I think. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if they be interesting try that like more often to get eyes. That would be an interesting like yeah like a business model yeah. for them to like do to have games on nights where there's not usually or even like just like late afternoon games that like rarely teams play like four o'clock on Wednesdays or something like that I think like right now maybe no but I think as time goes on and as like like you said like sports betting gets like more popular and stuff it could be an interesting, it's just an interesting idea of just like getting eyes I don't know because like it would hurt in general though people are at work people are at yeah. school they're not gonna you know it, yeah it might not in be at one o'clock it might not be practical but like it's an interesting hypothetical yeah interesting enough to maybe have like one a conversation or interesting <laughs> enough to have like one game a year maybe in your league where you know it's going to be a standalone game yeah like let's have one game and let's have our best teams play like let's have iona and st peter's or iona monmouth let's have them play well i guess that would be a bad idea too, they would though, be because they would probably get eyes on them they would draw regardless yeah but like even like a t- like a niagara and monmouth or let's yeah like let's have like two like middle the middle barrel teams that you know are going to go at each other they're going to produce a good game. So, like, maybe teams that score a little more than Fairfield and Manhattan. And There's, like, your your top players. Like, a like a like like you have Perez on Manhattan play against, like... Niagara, right? Ni- Hammond. Hammond. Like, guys that are, like, entertaining to watch. So, yeah. I, th- I think, backtracking on what I said, I don't think Iona Monmouth would be a good example of that because you'd want that to be, like, a 7 p.m. Friday night game. But, yeah, like, two two people that might get people wanting to watch the league more and you put it as a standalone game yeah, it wouldn't be might, a bad might create a couple fans if it's a good game yeah and if it's a bad game then yeah, try it it's it was just a daytime it's one game yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't know that's an interesting topic as well to think about as uh you know these leagues try to get more exposure all right let's talk about manhattan quick we forgot to uh we never really brought it up so the standalone game i guess that's what we we're talking about so we lost that game 74-67. to 67. The big thing for this game, you know, Perez had 21 points, but it was uh, 11 of 12 from the line. I mean, he, he was at the line a ton of times. As a team, they <coughs> shot 33 times from the line. They were 30 of 33. As a team, we shot 23 times, but we were only 13 of 23. Which is highly unusual for... We've been struggling from the line recently. I mean, even, though. like, the top guys, like, Cruz... I mean, Caleb Cruz, missed I mean, two missed the a other night. Or on Sunday, I think he missed two Taj in a row. missed a couple recently. Yeah. Our know, usual 90% guys have been missing. Are like, missing. I think Cruz might have missed one or two recently. We haven't been shooting the ball from the line well recently, and, and that's been a... Something that you need when you're a team like Fairfield and you're who, scrapping yeah. for points, and it's tough because like they also do get to the line like a s- semi-solid rate. No, I mean, there's no no numbers are going into that, it's just me eyes wise. But it's it it would help a lot for a team that does go to the line, relies a lot on the free throw shooting to actually I mean, make. You look, their f- I mean, they were ninety percent from the line. If we were ninety percent, we would have won this game yeah. easily. But for them, you know, Perez, first of all. I'm not a huge fan of Perez. I think I mean, he plays like a very annoying brand of basketball. Yeah, he plays <laughs> like James Harden almost. It, it's just like not, I not mean, shooting. Wise, I mean, I guess but... it is clever the way he gets to the line. Like there were stretches where he would just like kind of anticipate where he guys, just kept using that James Harden that, move or that, Chris Paul. What do you, that KD like 
pull through. The wrap, the wrap through. Yeah, What's pull, it I don't know what the. Uh, it's called like pull through. It's it, they made a rule in the NBA for it because it was like so overpowered. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I mean guys was, like <laughs> I think Chris Paul, James they, Harden. For me, James and, Harden's and like f- the biggest example. And of to that. be fair, it's like it's annoying, but like it's also like based on like defenders like over over exaggerating their move. Like they kind of I don't know. It's. He does it because he knows it will draw a foul, kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like I just I, I personally could never defend that move. I hate that so much. It makes me so It was just gets under my skin so much. It was so also much. curious cuz like you never see Mac guys kind of use that kind of Yeah, but he did come from higher. That's true. He was at Gardner Webb, I think he went to the tournament with them. But it was just so. interesting to see a guy use kind of those calls. I bet Mac Russ have like rarely rarely see those yeah. kind of moves. Yeah. Oh, I've I've never seen that in the yeah. Mac. I've never seen the rat whatever swing through. What do you call it? I, I think I don't know. I think it's swing through or pull through. It's something like that. Something like that. Whatever that move is, I hate it so much. And he did it probably five there was, or six I mean, times. Towards, down the this home game. stretch, he was getting to the line almost at like a like every time down the court, and he was like barely putting up shots. It was just that pull through, throw it up in the air. Two, three throws, he makes both. Yeah. This is a disappointing end to the game. We had our chances here, and it was just another example of we didn't do anything with it. Supreme Cook had 17 points, and uh, who else? Cruz had 13. The know, offense was actually eight. pretty good. Towards the end especially, the offense was, was cooking a little bit, but it was just they couldn't get a stop towards yeah. the end of the game. That was, yeah, right at the end we couldn't get a stop. Like they, they, ke- they kept going back and forth, and like, usually like, they were down, what, five-ish around that end of the game, and like, they just needed like a stop and a score, and they just and it was in. either like Perez or Nelson. Nelson played really well too. He had 18, but like you said, we couldn't get a stop. And it's interesting because it's like that's usually our bread and butter. Yeah, it's like and then we couldn't get a stop, and that was probably what made it most frustrating. I was I was a little upset with that one too. But we had just had another one of those stretches where you go like four minutes without scoring, and that's and I mean also what'll tor- do it to you because like those amount of free throws they got like I mean the entire team was in foul trouble for like this entire game. Like it was brutal. Like I- Cook only got 23 minutes. Like Cruz only got 24. It's like, you can, like, even, like, the top guys, 32, Caleb got 32, Jake got 33. Like, usually those guys are playing, like, the entire game. This is, like, the, this is another just addition to my distaste against Manhattan. I think it just added to my, to my anger towards Manhattan. I'm, I'm really not a fan of Manhattan. I don't like their coach, you know, and the way they play. It was really just annoying to watch the way they played. So, it was frustrating, and we knew we needed to get retribution so Sunday, Fairfield beat Manhattan 66-62. to This one was not pretty down the stretch, but I will say they didn't give up as many fouls, and you know that's what Jay Young, you know, stressed. I preached it, preached going it like into it. They only had 13 <sighs> foul shots, Manhattan, and they shot 53%. So, and nobody was in really true foul trouble at all, really, this game. No, but not only did they get fewer, they also shot worse from the line. Anyway... They also uh, they also contained Perez really well in this one. That was another big thing, and it, and that's why I mean I tweeted I think I tweeted a little meme about him, but I don't know if I don't think it got any traction on the Twitter um, timeline. But you know he was bricking everything, and it's like when you don't foul him, yeah, at least mean, in the two games we've seen, apparently he's like gonna be Mac Player of the Year or whatever. He didn't impress me a whole lot because when you don't foul him, he was bricking everything. Yeah, I mean it's also like. I mean, towards the end of that last game, it was probably just sitting in their mind that, like, if they even touched him, he was going to get fouled, so it, like, gave him open lanes. Like, if you're able to, early on, force him into bad shots and kind of get it, like, kind of have refs that kind of won't give him those, like, ticky-tack fouls, it's like, it kind of changes the entire, like, way of playing. Yeah, he made a couple nice plays towards the end to, tr- to keep them in it, but overall, 4 of 18 for him, 0 for 3 from the line, uh, 0 for 3 from 3, 
it was uh it was a poor game from him and I guess that's also could say a little bit about you know our defense you know I think was it Taj I was matched up against him played really well defense defensively against him as well you know it's not just like you don't foul him and he won't score at all you know we still have to play good defense against yeah. him and and we did Nelson still had a good game in this one he's a good player and uh who was that other guy Watson who was banging threes at the beginning he had three threes uh like right off the bat and I think they might have been in a row and like he didn't even start before that so that was something you can't really uh predict before going into the game but TJ Long had a good game in this one he had 14 points four or five from the field three or four from three three for five from the line and it earned him Mac rookie of the week third of the season third of the season probably won't win the rookie of the year I think um but you know he'll at least be on like the short list for it and stuff so yeah good by him and that's another thing going into this you know Mac tournament and into these final two games it's almost like the Mac tournament starting for us this week like these are very important games but going into the actual tournament and into these games we're gonna need guys like TJ to play really well yeah I mean the bench bench will be a big big the barom I mean, like the whole bench might be like an X factor for the team in exactly terms of like how far they go another player in this game Allen you know he only had four points but he played really well and he had a couple ferocious dunks I think both of his baskets were dunks and they were pretty nice uh transition plays by him I thought he played well I think he played a lot better than his stat sheet looks uh and then obviously Taj had 12 again another guy who is gonna have to be flashes of his old self that we haven't seen as much this year going into this mm-hmm. tournament where it's it has to be that way and he's playing really well defensively which again we're gonna need like it's you know that's non-negotiable. And it's like, you kind of can even base how well Allen's playing based on the amount of minutes he gets to this point in the season. Like, if he's not playing well, you'll see him get five for the game. But, like, if you, if he gets those five-minute spurts and plays well in it, he could honestly, like, Jan kind of rides... Who are you talking about, Allen? Allen, yeah. Okay, yeah. He kind of rides his, like, high and lows, like, very, very closely in terms of, like, just in-game in even. Yeah. Like, he'll start him out with five minutes, and if he gets, you know, three fouls in five minutes like he did in... The first Manhattan game, like, he'll pull him right away. But if he is playing well on defense, finishing at the rim, like, he'll get his 20 minutes that he was getting earlier in the year. Yeah, and then, obviously, Supreme played well. Um, Caleb didn't shoot necessarily well. I hope, hopefully, he can pick it up a little bit this week going into it. But, uh, yeah, they played well. The only thing is, going down the stretch, they just tried to give the game away so much. I mean, they had – they got the lead up to four, and then they instantly gave up a layup, like, I think nine seconds they gave up a layup. The guy just ran right down the court, right through everyone, and scored. And then we were right back at uh, square one. It was six seconds. (laughs) Yeah, six seconds. (laughs) Right back at square one. We need to score again. And then we do that, you know, football inbounds play that we always do. Granted, sometimes it works. I think it did work once in this game. But at that point in the game, very late in the game, you know, Cruz tries to do this, like, football pass has like no control on it, very much undercuts Taj and just gives it right away to the other team uh to Manhattan and then they get another chance to to take the lead or tie the game and thankfully they missed. They had a couple chances. Thankfully they missed. But I mean, we talk about the ball bounces a different way. We could have had a bunch of more wins. In this situation, this is the one that bounced ball bounces a different way. We could have had multiple losses. We could have lost this game. We could have lost against Canisius a few weeks ago. 
to the same situation. So, you know, as much as we can say, oh, oh, we could be whatever, we could also have a worse record because of some mistakes we make down the stretch. So it was very, very ugly down the stretch, and I was sitting in my room, like, praying, please don't, please don't let us give away this game. Please don't let us get swept by Manhattan. And thankfully, I think at the end of the game, it more so felt like a product of Manhattan not executing than us closing. So that's a little bit to concern, I guess. But uh, it's still nice to get the win and uh, move on to this week to a much important game. So we'll wrap the show up here. We got a double header on Thursday. We got the MAC regular season champions, the women's team. Shout out to them. They will be playing, I think we're both playing Ryder. But they play at 5. We play at 7 or 7.30. I think 7.30 because they need some time in between. So a couple MAC games, senior nights, uh, and the last Fairfield basketball games in Webster Bank Arena. Thank God. But hopefully all you guys listening out there, uh, if you can, come to the game, support the teams, and uh, let's have a good final night in Webster Bank Arena. Let's close it out with a W. This is very important. I think we must win against Ryder. And then, obviously, we play St. Peter's right on Saturday, and that's going to be a tougher challenge for us. But it could be a good challenge going into the MAC championships to play one of the best teams. So let's see how it goes. Hopefully the offense is better this week, and hopefully we have some good news to talk about next week with some wins maybe. But, yeah, that's going to do it for us. And I hope that uh, you guys can all tune in next week because we should have a good show next week. We should talk about these two games briefly, and then we'll do our MAC basketball championships preview. So that should be a fun time. We'll look at all the matchups. We'll do probably a, a realistic bracket and then a Fairfield wins it bracket. And uh, it should be a good time. should be a fun show. And, uh, yeah, if you have anything to uh, interact with us, uh, you know, tweet us at Red Sea Radio on Twitter. We uh, are interested in hearing your takes, and maybe uh, if you guys have to weigh in on anything we said today, like our Iona versus the field question or anything we said. So uh, let us know and interact with us at Red Sea Radio, and uh, that's going to do it for us. Anything else you want to say going into this last uh, two regular season games? No, hopefully they, they knock down uh, – knock down. They, they leave Western Bengal to win. Yeah, and if you see Jack on Thursday – uh, getting crazy in the stands, uh, screaming at who are we playing? Ryder. Ryder. Screaming at any of the players. Uh, just know Join that me. it's all for the love of the game. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us. Yeah, hopefully we get two wins. Thanks for listening. It's been WVF 88.5 FM, Red Sea Radio. We'll be back next week with a new episode. For Kyle and Jack, we'll leave you off by saying go Stags. Thanks for listening to Red Sea Radio. To keep up with us and get in on the interaction, Follow us on Twitter, at Red Sea Radio. Share the podcast with a stag friend. And make sure you come to the Fairfield Basketball men's and women's final home games on Thursday night as they take on Ryder. That's going to do it for us. For Kyle and Jack, we'll leave you off as we always do by saying, Go Stags. <laughs>